Hey everybody, welcome to episode 287 of the Bite Me Podcast. I am Cliff Johnson. I'm joined today by Dylan. Woo! Extraordinaire. What is a what is a pork? Oh, never mind. I had to. Read <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Dylan's name is Pork U Pine, and I'm like like reading it didn't it didn't make any sense. He was trying to get me to say porcupine. I was kind of bummed that like there wasn't. I couldn't think of an alternative to pine. <laughs> like I, you could have done like P Y N E. Like yeah, but I was name. going trying to go with words like uh, Pork U Pine. Yeah. It, it works, yeah. but. Ah, Colby's here too. Say hey, Colby. Woo! <laughs> Colby and I's name are both named after Conan the Barbarian today. It's topical in our Discord right now. It's uh, a good name. I, I, actually, but well, we won't go. We won't go any further into how we're both named after Conan the Barbarian uh, today. It's just genitalia. That is true. <laughs> that is that is very true. Was was Conan packing? So, man, okay. Conan Exiles. Do you remember that game from like well, yeah. way back when? Yeah. Is that, is a, that what we're getting at? Yeah, there's okay. a there's a, a there's slider. A, a dork slider. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it can get big. big. Like <laughs> get big. Ag- abnormally large. Um at least from my perspective. I don't know. Maybe what, it's like actually just a, <laughs> Yeah, like maybe it's just exceptionally average. I don't know. Um Anyway, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about welcome to Conan's Hog Talk, (laughs) the only podcast where we talk about Edgar Rice Burroughs and his I don't know zeitgeist Conan's Hog. I don't know. Do you working on it? Have you read any of the Conan the Barbarian books? I have. It's on my list of to dos. Are they like? exceptionally racist because the Tarzan books are shockingly racist. (laughs) I don't know what it is about books from that period of time, but like every time I read a book from like, I don't know, the twenties and thirties, I'm like, are these bad? (laughs) Like, did we not know how to write things like this? Like every time I read like a, uh, 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 HP Lovecraft thing, I'm like, well, I get what he was going for here, <laughs> but yeah, I I read like when I very oh, it was the Italians. Okay, <laughs> when I very first got my first iPhone, um, was when I like discovered like oh my gosh, I could put books on this and read it, and but I like like I mean because I got my first iPhone probably. I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years ago at this point. Um, there weren't like, I mean, like I, the Kindle store probably existed, probably, but not in any sort of real aggressive way. So I was just getting like open source books from like Project Gutenberg and putting them on my phone. And so I read the entire Tarzan series. And like, first of all, like that they skipped over a lot of stuff in the Disney movie, like a lot of stuff. Phil Collins was not there. Um, <laughs> he was not drumming. He was not drumming. Um, it's actually very much like right now where Phil Collins also can't drum now. So anyway, um, yeah, it's a bummer to be Phil Collins. Um, but uh, yeah, those books are just badly written and hella racist, like just shockingly racist. So I, I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, that's not what this podcast is about. We're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. I played so many games this week. I didn't realize how many it was until I started, like, listing them out. I played a lot of games. Uh, news-wise, uh, 
Oh man, Colby's adding fake names to our Patreon again. Um, <laughs> Reggie, Fia, Fia me, feels me, Frenchie, last name, Frenchie McFrencherson. Yeah, Reggie, former head of Nintendo. Uh, he might like NFTs, which is a, a downside, but he also is like the most mealy-mouthed pro-union um, CEO I've ever heard. So, like, I'm not going to say pro-union. That seems like he's that gives that, that's giving him a lot of credit, but he's at least not Starbucks, so that's fine. Uh, Microsoft will recognize the Raven Software Union. Like, they, I don't, I don't like this is good. Like, Phil Spencer's like, yeah, of course, and I'm like, I don't know if legally they cannot. I, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly. I'm not an expert on union law, but once they've voted to you know be a union and recognize as such, I don't think that Microsoft would just like, nope, we got to do it again. I mean, maybe <laughs> no, we who don't knows? Recognize you. Some labor laws are, are a little weird these days. Uh, you will be shocked to hear that Blizzard Activision... Oh, this this the title actually says has made a lot of changes. I'm going to change that right now to not... Oh, I put it in the wrong place, though. Not made a lot of changes. Um, I know you're surprised. Uh, we're going to tell you how to win to watch the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Um, I didn't put it in the show notes, but there's a Sony State of Play this Thursday, but it's literally the same day as the podcast, and it's at like... I don't know, six Eastern. So it's the middle of the day for a lot of folks. Um, there's also that summer game fest, but it's on a Tuesday. Like they, they're putting in IMAX theaters. I'm like, that would be kind of fun. And it's like Tuesday at 11. I'm like, well, I guess, but I'm not going to take a day off to go watch summer game fest. Um, somebody's making a ton of money on PC and it's like this article. They're like kind of surprised about it. I'm like, wow, if you put video games out on PC that people want to play, you make money. Um, just math. Uh, Embracer Group is embracing video game history. Your Sims can now have custom. Well, I don't want to say custom pronouns. Um, that that might not be quite right. I don't know if you can make your own pronouns, but they can they can have a variety of pronouns. And uh, we're gonna talk about the ten top ten most played games this year. That list is probably well, maybe it's what you think it would be. I don't I don't know. It wasn't what I thought it would be. We got a handful of questions, a smattering of questions from our Deacon Joe Colesla and Prime fan. Got free games from Epic Games, except we don't know what it is. So that's like a woo. It's a mystery game. Can I guess? Uh, what what do you, what's your guess, Cole? JFK Reloaded. I don't think it's going to be that one. Um, maybe, um, but probably not. Uh, we got Xbox Game Pass games. We got Xbox Gold. We got PlayStation Plus. We've got uh, Prime Gaming, and we've got Nintendo Online. I'm just going to go out and like just ruin. Bear, like I don't want to bury this lead, but everyone, the the NES game for this month for Nintendo Online is. P pinball wait the the hey, like the I one like where it, like the the i don't know little clicker clacker things that i'm sure have a name yeah like, um, disappear yeah you... i think so i think the only time i've ever played is like colby and i when we were growing up we had a friend named justin who had one of those like pirated game carts that were like seven hundred and fifty thousand games in one and really it was actually just like 35 different versions of weird ass games from japan in one um, and it had pinball in it, and I played that a lot. It seems to me like the the screen actually is like divided in two. Like when you went to the upper part of the pinball, it actually like <laughs> like like went whoop, and it was like a different screen. I don't know. Like, it's fine. It's free if you get Nintendo Online, whatever. Uh, all right, let's start with what we have been playing. Dylan, you want to talk some more about Yu Gi Oh? Um, 
I don't know if I'll talk too much about it, but it is about all I played. Um, didn't play too much games this week. Um, it's going to be nice in, in Seattle, man, right? I heard yeah. you had like two days of straight sun. I think there was last week, and then it was crappy again this weekend. But, well, um, can't have everything. Um, I think people were kind of busy for the holiday weekend, so we didn't get our planned back for blood in as we had ah, hoped. That's um, fair. But, um, Maybe, maybe next time. Um, Sorry, yeah, right. you had a good time. Did you, did you get, did you have a good Memorial Day? Yeah, well, uh, Memorial Day is always around my dad's birthday too. So oh, perfect. We had a we had a little big old family barbecue. You know, I don't know if it was actually a barbecue. I guess it was a barbecue. He barbecued a marinade steak. It was pretty good. Sounds good, man. Um, Nothing wrong with that. I uh. So, I read the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride last week. Oh yeah, the new yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Like the, um, there's a new new one. Yeah, it's a it's at Epcot. Like you'll have to. Oh cool. You have to try it out. Well, it's, I will uh, ride it in less than a month. Yeah, it's it's or a month. inducing. It's uh, it's a lot. Oh, it is. It is almost June. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's like Space Mountain, except your car can turn sideways, <laughs> so you can be going in a direction and facing another direction. It's Hmm. It's a cool ride, but man, I felt crappy for like three days after. Uh, Cole, what did you play, man? <laughs> yeah, I did not throw up. Um, although they are issuing like throw up warnings. Yeah, well, no, bags. like they, give, you they give you bags. Yeah, so right. I, in fact, did not vomit though. So I felt pretty good about that. I guess. How about you, Cole? What did you play, man? Uh, Dragon's Age Inquisition. How is? Do you expect it? Never, 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 never expect the Inquisition. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. I'm still really liking it. I got, I don't know, this huge mission where I had to like decide who I should back as the like rightful ruler. Um, and basically, I said like, "Hey, you guys all suck, but you're gonna work together and stop trying to kill each other." So, Colby, a joiner of nations. That's what he is. Yep. Yep. Fixing the monarchy. Two monarchs at a time, I guess. There was three of them. Three mon. Hmm, that's a lot of monarchs. There, there was like um, the like the person who was the queen. I think I don't know how she. She's the ruler. Her cousin, who says that he is the rightful like throne person, and then the like uh, elf lady who I don't know is um, the ruler of the elves. But Makes it's sense. Also, the lover of the queen or former lover. So that sounds kinky. Yeah, and uh, she have funny ears. Yeah, that's the, like everyone in the game is like racist towards elves. Of course they are. Yeah. Um, so suck. My guess is yeah. they're just jealous. Really, they're like of the cool ears. Yeah, they're cool ears, and they're elf speak. Mm. Yeah. Um. But uh, affinity still, to bows. Still really enjoying it. Um, I. I need to find a space to play that game because I think I would like that as well. So, Like your couch? Well, <laughs> space in my life, Colby. A space oh. in my life to play that game. Uh, let's see. This week I played a lot of games. Um, so my friend, uh, Dylan knows him too. Uh, I guess, I don't know. He's, he's, it's one of those weird weird things where um, his, uh, his real name's Bryant, but I've always called him Ryder because he had like a like a stage name because he was on air um, on uh, on the radio. So, but I think, I think he's going by, 
by Brian again these days. Um, and he streams on Twitch. Say that again? Oh, sorry. I, I think actually something else came through. Uh, he streams as uh, the Dork Bry on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash the Dork Bry, B-R-Y. Um, and it was his birthday. He did like a 24-hour video game stream. Um, let's say like Tuesday, maybe? Wednesday? During the week sometime last week. And he was streaming Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. And like, I've been kind of on the fence about picking that up. Like, I kind of had thought I'd, maybe I'd do it when it went on sale. Uh, but it looked, like, he was it, he was playing it. It looked super fun, so I picked up a copy of that. Um, and so far, it's okay. <laughs> like, I don't, it's not bad. Um, but it's not, it's not exactly what I expected. Um, so I'm playing it split screen with my wife. And, like, the last time we played... A split screen Lego game was probably Lego Harry Potter. And Lego Harry Potter was the one that, like, really I thought nailed the split screen aspect of it, where it was um, if you were next to each other, you just got a single screen. And then as you went away from each other, it would split uh, off with kind of the direction. It wasn't just like a, a straight split in the middle. Like, if you went to different corners, it would kind of like diagonally split. Um, and it was just, it was really intelligent and really worked really really well and this one's not like that at all it's just a solid split down the middle which is a little disappointing um because i think it makes for a a far smaller screen when you're not on the same uh screen together which i I, i'm just not a fan of that um but it also doesn't seem like there's very much building like we're we're playing episode one and we've been all the way through um like we're almost to the pod racing part of the game uh, or of the movie, and I've built exactly one thing, which normally was, like, a pretty big part of the Lego games. So you're saying they got rid of the crappy part? Oh, no, I loved the building part. Um, it's just it's just kind of like, I don't know, to me it feels like the, the, the levels are way too big. Um, they're really, like, almost open-worldy, which is kind of strange, but they're not, they're not very full of stuff. Um, there's a lot of, like, weird side quests in each level, um, it'll be interesting to see if the entire game plays like this. So it's, it's just, it's different than other Lego games that I've played before. And, and I didn't expect it to quite be like this. So, um, but it's also, it's also hard crashed on us twice. Um, or, or maybe not even hard crash isn't the right word. Like the game hasn't crashed, but it's locked up to the point where we couldn't do anything. Um, oh, I don't remember what happened the first time, but it locked up. And then the second time... Um, my wife walked into a room at the same time I walked out of a room, but we weren't in the same place and it teleported me into the room that she was in and then we couldn't leave. Um, and so like, I finally, like we left the room at the same time and I got to leave, but she, her game locked up. And then I like, I tried to walk into another room to see if I could, like, if, if I performed an action, like if it would, you know, kind of like take us to the next place. And then my game just locked up. Um, so it's, it's like a little bit, a little bit buggy as well. So I don't know. Um, it's fine. It's maybe more just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's another game in the long line of full price video games that I've played or I've paid, you know, 60 bucks for and gone like, Oh, this wasn't quite what I wanted. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's fine. Um, let's see. I also played. Uh, I started playing Bug Snacks on Colby's recommendation. Bug uh, Snacks. It's really fun. It's goofy. Like I don't know what I expected, but I, I 
I did not expect everything to be a Muppet in this game um, and to be kind of funny. Um, it's very enjoyable figuring out how to capture each of the different bugs, snacks, bug snack, bug, bug snacks. Bug snacks. Um, like each of them have a definitive way that you need to capture them and you kind of need to figure that out too. Like the game gives you some... Like, sometimes the game is very specific about what you need to do, but sometimes it's not quite as specific. Um, and I'm, I'm, like, enjoying the story a lot, and it's 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 kind of a lot of fun. Um, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I'm, I'm really I'm really liking Bugsnax. It's uh, free on Game Pass. If you want to check that yeah, out. It's great. Yeah, I, I'm really liking it. Um, I played some Sniper Elite 5. Um, I beat... So there's nine levels. I beat the first two, and I think I'm probably done with that um it's everyone i've talked to who has played it and has played the other ones really enjoyed it so if you liked three four you'll probably like five although i also have read people saying like i don't know it's just kind of a lot of the same but yeah it's what happens sometimes i guess um it's it's a game that is built around like stealth it's kind of weird because to me like a game about sniping i didn't think would be this stealthy um but it's it's very stealthy and i'm not very good at stealth so i spend a lot of time um like accidentally breaking stealth and then like having to hide in a room while nazis just patrol around me and i like fill the door with their bodies like cordwood um like literally i'll just you know by the time it's not that they stop looking for me. It's just they run out of Nazis to send to look for me. Um, so there'll literally just be a pile of dead bodies. And and not that that's bad. I enjoy shooting Nazis. That's fine. Um, but, like, it gets kind of repetitive and, and not, like, it's, it, it ends up being kind of not fun. Um, just having to, like, hide and, and shoot things. And I don't necessarily think I have the skills to be better at it. So uh, I just said i'll i'll stop on that but you know give it a try it's again it's on it's on game pass if you like the first couple you'll probably like this one i think it could be it's a game that if i can find someone to play it multiplayer with i think i might enjoy it multiplayer a little bit because i think you could do some fun things and i don't know i think if you're there's something inherently goofy about doing the stuff i was doing with another person um i, I it, by myself it didn't seem quite as fun so um that's fine um I also started playing a game called Whoopo, which I I don't it's pretty fun. Have you played it? Yeah, I always thought it was Whoopo. It could be W U P P O. Um, I just so I got my Steam Deck um on Saturday, and I just went. So I guess I guess so you know to give you an idea of how many games are like Steam Deck certified. I have about a thousand games in my library, and just over 200 of those were Steam Deck certified, so about 20% of my games, um, which is fine. Um, and so I, I just was kind of going through and looking for like games that looked fun that I could screw around on it with, and I ran into Wuppo Whoopo. Um, and it's like a... It's a Metroidvania. Um, you play like a little round blob thing. The graphics look like they were drawn by me with a mouse and ms paint um but like the the gameplay's fun the uh 
the story is kind of funny. Like I, I've been, I've been, the characters are funny. Um, the, the kind of the conceit of the game is funny. Um, like you, you don't, you, to equip things, you just put them on your head. So like I have this game, this gun that shoots like, I don't know, multicolored bubble gum that, <laughs> that is your weapon. But there's also like a bird that goes on your head that talks. Um, I don't know. Did you beat it, Cole? No. Yeah. I did. Did you beat it because it got hard, or did you beat it just because you got bored? Uh, I think it's longer than I thought it was. Yeah, that's um, kind of. I didn't check, and I'm kind of wondering if that's gonna be. I, I think it was like a 20 hour game. I may be wrong on that. I'm looking it up now. I think that's the worst part about oh. like weird indie games is I want weird indie games to be about six hours long. Um, yeah, it says it's eight and a half to an eleven and a half hour game, and yeah. it seems to me like I got like six hours into it and went like, "Well, let's see how far I'm into it." And I went, "Oh no!" Like I'm a fourth of the way through it, kind of thing. I, I'm enjoying it enough that I'll probably keep playing it at least for a while. Um, but maybe I'll just maybe I'll just hit like uh, like hit some guides real hard on it, um, and and go through it that way because it's it's fun, it's cute, it's kind of goofy. Uh, I'm liking it, but it's the Steam Deck itself is great. Um, I was a little worried. Like one of my biggest problems with the Switch is it hurts my hands to hold the Switch for very long. Um, and the Steam Deck, I was worried because it's heavier, um, like significantly heavier. It weighs like the same as I think, well, three or four Switches. Um, but it's perfect. Like it fits in my hands fantastically. Um, I have like I've played it for quite a few hours now. Like no hand fatigue. Um, the weight of it doesn't bother me. I've played it sitting in bed, which is, or like laying down in bed, which is great. Um, the couple of games I've kind of put my, put through its paces, I have not, none of them have been like, you know, I'm not running brand new stuff on it, but everything seems to run great. Um, I haven't, I've kind of messed around a little bit with like emulators and getting that stuff to run, but not extensively. I've not been able to get Game Pass to run. I, I tried real hard and followed all the steps and it turns on, it works, but it doesn't recognize the gamepad. So I need to get something going there because I'm really excited about being able to stream xCloud games to it. Um, the only other thing I played this week was Aperture Desk Job, which is like, it's a game set in the Portal universe that is designed specifically to teach you how to use your Steam Deck. But if you don't have a Steam Deck, you can still play it. Um, and I would kind of recommend you do. It's only like maybe a half hour long, maybe 25, 20 minutes long. Um, but it's very, very, very funny. You play a uh, like a worker in a warehouse like somewhere in the Portal universe. And um, you kind of sit at this desk that has all the controls that your Steam Deck does. And literally your job is to inspect toilets um using using the the steam deck interface and then some stuff goes wrong and you accidentally dump a bunch of ammunition into a toilet and then when you test it it starts firing and so then like the the ai robotic you know guy that's always with you kind of the uh the gladys of of the game um is like oh my gosh we could totally make this into something and so he goes away for six months while you end up in jail um and creates a sentry gun out of a toilet, um, and and kind of hilarity ensues from there. So, definitely check out Aperture Desk Job. It's it's like I said, it's a free install. As long as you have Steam, you can grab it for free, and it's it's very funny. So, <sighs> that is all. All right, what uh, is next? Patreon, um, <sighs> Colby. 
Are you? I didn't do anything. Are you eleven? I did not do anything. We just happen to have a new patron who has an unfortunate name. <laughs> Very unfortunate. Anyway, if you also have an unfortunate name, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/BiteMePodcast. <laughs> You know, like, I don't think they will force you to use your real name. So I guess if you want to pay 10 bucks a month and make up a fake name, like, I'll say it out loud. It's it's fine. Like, if, if you want to be Richard Head that subscribes to our Patreon, that's fine. Like, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. It's um, fine. It's absolutely fine. Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. We will read your name every week. John Tippins. Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous. I'm not saying that, Colby, until it pays me. And Rich Deacon, thank you guys for your donation. Uh, we appreciate it. Like I said, it helps uh, helps keep the lights on around here. So it is much appreciated. Thank you to all of our uh, producer-level patrons and all of our other patrons as well. You guys are fantastic. <sighs> Dylan, please. News! Sometimes I don't know about that Colby kid. Reggie! Fiamme? Do you think it's Fiamme? I don't know if I've ever heard it out loud. I think if, if it was if it was French, that's how I would say it, though. Like, Fiamme. I think it is Reggie Phil's A May. A May? <laughs> Could be. Uh, when uh, asked, he's on a press tour right now, I think, for his book, I want to say. Um, yeah, he has a, he has a memoir. Uh, memoir. And when, when asked about kind of the, the recent... Uh, move towards unionization in the uh, video game space. Uh, he he initially said, as a leader, you need to look hard. And if this is what your employees want, you need to address that and embrace it and move forward, which is a pretty good thing. Like, you know, if, if, you're, if your employees think that they need a union, then, you know, like they probably know better than you at a management level what your actual workers need. So, you know, embrace it, move forward, figure out a way to make it a positive and go on. Then he said, I've worked in industries that have high have had high level unionization. This is not a good or a bad thing. It's a situation that as a leader, as an executive, you just need to manage like any other challenge, issue or opportunity that you face. So, like, I guess that's a I think that's a net positive. Right. I think. I don't know. I think it's, is it a true statement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing he said was a lie. Good. Right. Point, Dylan. <laughs> true statement. Uh you know, I mean, that being said, Nintendo has not great labor relations. So, but but the funny thing is, is Reggie's like trying to distance himself from a lot of that too. Like, well, I don't, I don't know, I don't think it was happening when I was there, and it it was one hundred percent happening when he was there. So, you know, whatever. It's always happening. Always happening. Always happening. Phil Spencer, uh, I guess, also on the right side of unions. Um, he was asked uh, about the Ravensoft. Uh, union uh, vote, which I don't believe has actually been uh, like accepted by management at Activision Blizzard yet. I think that they're still fighting on that, but they did vote to do it. Uh, he was quoted as saying, once this deal closes, we would absolutely support an employee's organization, support employee's organization that is in place. Um, we think it's a right of employees and something that can be a part of a relationship between a company and the people who work at the company. So, um, even though I think the last time we talked about uh, Phil Spencer and unions, he was like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm somehow a, a vice president of like the biggest company and one of the biggest companies in the United States, but I, I don't know, what's a union? Um, 
like I guess maybe he's come around. So that that's that's good too. He says he would absolutely support that union. So good news. Uh, speaking of Activision Blizzard, um, we're out of good news now. <laughs> Apologize. There's there's no more <laughs> good news. Good over. News. <laughs> uh, and it's done. Blizzard's been trying to clean up their act. Um, you know, saying they keep hiring people like. I don't know, diversity CEO and, and stuff. And it's supposed to, I think, make people feel better. But apparently um, that has not worked as well as they would have liked. Um, so employees at uh, Activision Blizzard have actually formed a worker committee to demand further reforms. Uh, they are quoted as saying, we believe the imperatives that workers has a voice in Activision Blizzard's anti-discrimination policies. Without that, the company's culture of harassment and abuse will continue to go unchecked. We hope to have a productive conversation with leadership where they acknowledge these growing concerns and enact demands brought forth by the committee. Um, you know, nothing they want is like really out of left field. They want uh, the committee to have a say in how the sexual harassment and uh, discrimination policies are developed. They want witnesses at HR meetings, which is... Like, remember, folks, HR is not your friend. Um, so having a, a witness there is important. Uh, and more resources for customer support and community managers facing harassment by customers. Um, if you're a customer of Activision Blizzard and you're the reason that their community managers need um, resources, like, stop being a dick. Just, like, just stop being a dick. Uh, in regard to cases of sexual harassment or discrimination, they uh, want more clear-cut ends to mandatory arbitration um, and corporate retaliation, which is is great. And apparently they also would like uh, dedicated, um, tra- they want trans-inclusive health care and protections for breastfeeding. Uh, like probably just rooms, I would guess. Like they probably just want rooms. You know, it doesn't seem like that much to ask for. So with a company that makes billions of dollars and... You know how it has thousands of employees. It seems like these are. I don't. I don't. To me, that none of that is is out of line. Do you guys think that's pretty pretty fair? Seems no. fair. We should fire them all. Burn them all, Colby. All right. <sighs> Xbox and Bethesda. There is no E3 this year, as you will recall, um, which has not stopped Xbox and Bethesda from having its own showcase. Uh, that showcase is uh, not super far away from now. So like we said, there's going to be a bunch of stuff happening kind of in the middle of, of June, um, except for the PlayStation Showcase, which is happening pretty much the day this pod comes, podcast comes out. Uh, this the, the Xbox Showcase is Sunday, June 12th, which is when it's always been. Uh, it's going to be at 10 a.m. Pacific time or 1 a.m. Eastern time. Um, it's going to hopefully talk about Starfield and Redfall, a bunch of Game Pass games. I'm, I'm a firm believer that the Xbox One is always the best of any uh, E3 weekend. And competition's not much this year, so I can't <laughs> say that that will not still be true. Uh, like I said, the Jeff Keighley um, Summer Showcase, I think, happens the week before that. Um I want to say the Cozy Game Showcase is also that week. Um, I'll try and put all those up on our social media somewhere so you don't miss any of those things if that is your uh, cup of tea. it is. I, I think it's my cup of tea, but it's not your guys' cup of tea. You've never nope. drank that tea before. So that's all right. Okay, so question for you guys. If something is popular and people like it and you offer to sell them to them for money what what do you think happens 
Are you trying to sell me drugs? <sighs> Colby, so I'm, I keep hearing people talk about a side hustle. Mm. And I always assumed that what they meant was they just sold weed on the side. Is that not right? Yes. It's a rising grind. Am I grinding drugs? Yeah, you grind the weed in the little thing so you can sell the drugs. Suddenly it makes sense. Do you want to buy some drugs? No. No. Shoot. All right, but if we did, let's say we did make a drug transaction, what would I make? Money. Did you know that if you hold the IP for all of Sony games and you put those games out on a platform they weren't on before, you would make money? Really? Tell me more. <laughs> Sony expects to make $300 million off PC games this year. And people are talking about this like it's a news story. <laughs> like this is something that should shock us. Um, like, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn, Days Gone and God of War brought in $80 million <laughs> in the, the fiscal year ending March 31st, 2022. And like, I'm personally shocked that video games that you put somewhere else all of a sudden make money. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, they're expected to bring out uh, what, what, Returnal, I think, is the next game coming out. Um, and then I think uh, the Uncharted games are, are the next ones coming after that. But I'm like... I mean, why do do they think Xbox was putting out games on PC just because like they had one? <laughs> like, bored. like I don't know. I guess we, it's just not that much harder once you've already made it for an Xbox, which is essentially a computer to just put it on a real computer. You just have to like add keyboard support, right? <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely not true. Absolutely not true. But come on, eighty million dollars, three hundred million dollars this year. Anyway. It's not news, but I guess some people think it is. Uh, I think that three, some of that $300 million is obviously going to be Destiny 2 as well, which brings in a lot of PC cash. Uh, the Embracer Group is embracing game archiving. Uh, they've created an initiative called the Embracer Games Archive uh, and already have 50,000 games, consoles, and accessories in a vault in Karlstad, Sweden. Um, do you think, it, like, is, is, is that where the seed vault is too? Is it in Sweden or is that in Iceland? I think that's in Iceland. So when the world ends, the the order of things is you go to Iceland and get some seeds, and then you go to Sweden to get some video games? Is that how this works? Uh, sure. I think there's a few other steps in there, but for the most part. <laughs> for the most part, that's I've, I've got it down. Um Apparently, actually, are it's like kind of well funded. There's like the the games archive has its own CEO. They've got archivists. They've got technical engineers, supply managers, um, and like based on the pictures, they've got a bunch of games too. Um, I think that kind of stuff is really important. Um, and I think video games are one of the few. Like video games are at a point now where if they don't start archiving very quickly, they're going to lose stuff, and it's a bummer when that happens um like books i don't think it's like books to me like and correct me if i'm wrong because i think it's actually something you know more about than i do but books are they go out of print but generally speaking more of a like we don't lose books as often as we've lost like tv shows and movies but there's a lot of tv shows and movies that just no. don't exist anymore like big things like doctor who there's like yeah. bunches of episodes of doctor who that just they used to the breakfast club is missing like 25 minutes. Yeah. They, like they, they, well, and a lot of it was like back in the day, they'd need more space. So they just burn the negatives 
um, or the negatives are incredibly flammable and whoopsie doodle. The, the, like, the universal the, fire. Yeah. You know, on fire. Um, but like, you know, when you look at how old video games are as a medium, um, you know, you're talking about at this point in the game, like 50, probably 50 years, um, would, would capture most of the, the, the most important bits. Um, but a lot of that stuff was stored in ways that uh, like CDs, like they don't last forever. Um, they get bit rot, um, things like discs, depending on how they're stored, like, like three and a half inch floppies, five and a quarter inch floppies. Those things just rot. Like they get next to a magnet, they're gone. Um, even hard drives, you know, things go wrong with. So making sure that this stuff is archived in, in a, in a way that, um, keeps them safe, keeps them available, makes it so future generations can enjoy them and learn from them. Um, or if you just experience them, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said from, you know, watching a movie from the twenties to see how things have changed between now and a hundred years ago. Um, or you could be one of those like bad parents. It's like, my kids are going to learn like, you know, the true meaning of video games and they won't get a new system until they've played all the games I played. I, I can't decide if I hate those people or people that like force their kids to play sports more. Um, you can hate them both. They're, equally they're probably the same person honestly so yeah. yeah i that's terrible but you know like to me it's it's really important that i, I guess i think is i have i don't actually really want to go play a lot of old games that i remember very fondly at least not in any sort of like regular way but i like knowing that yeah. it exists if that makes sense um so good job i mean embracer group seems to have more money than God. I don't know where they get it from. It's probably they like, are they like, is there a Swedish mafia? Are they just a front for some sort of, <laughs> I was saying that they sound like a, I don't know, villainous corporate entity in some action movie. Right. They absolutely do. And then they're like, ah, yes, we have the video game archive. Right. <laughs> like, huh, all right. They're definitely a front for something unexpected, but we'll take it. Uh, let's see. EA is not always bad. Um, it's not not, not always. I, I thought I would say, uh, but they have. I don't know. I, I won't say aloud. That that seems <laughs> that seems awful, presumptuous of me. But uh, the Sims, uh, which is allowed actually same sex relationship since two thousand, which is actually pretty pretty progressive considering a lot of things. Uh, has actively been working with uh, Glad and the It Gets Better Project, which, I'm, I, who am I to say? Maybe they did need the support of two different nonprofits in order to bring custom pronouns to The Sims, but <laughs> it didn't seem that hard to me. But hey, whatever, fine. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll let them have their, their, you know, their win. Their win. Uh, but you, as of, uh, I believe this week or last week, you can now, uh, while creating a character, choose the, uh, the pronouns you want for your character, which I think, uh, the Sims is actually very big, I believe in kind of the LGBTQ, uh, uh, kind of group of people, community, Community, thank you. Group of people. That is a community. Um, and it's huge online. Like, it's shocking. I mean, this game is old. 
like super old. I've owned a copy of this game for I don't even know how long, and it still gets played. Yeah, but have, have you ever looked at how much DLC it has? Oh, yeah, like a hundred million DLCs, and they released new ones. I mean, I think there was a new one that came out like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. But people still play it, people still stream it, so I think this is a really great addition to uh, just to overall to The Sims. So kudos to uh, The Sims and EA for, for making that happen. Uh, speaking of The Sims... Oddly enough, so The Sims 4 came out in 2014. I know that because I am looking right now. Don't 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 go look at this. If you guys haven't looked at it yet. Um, what do you think the number one most played game of the first quarter of 2022 is? 2022. So this year, the most played game of the last three three months, essentially. On what? Everything, like... PC and console. I don't know. The answer is Minecraft. And that one's actually, like, that makes sense. Oh, like, okay. a bajillion okay. people play Minecraft. The second one? What do you think the second one is? You didn't know the first one, so why would you know the second one? <laughs> the second <laughs> yeah, one? What if I get the second one, like, dead on? The second one is Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> I mean, it is, like, the second best-selling game of all, all time. All time. So... People are playing it still. The third most played game is The Sims 4. Uh, the that fourth doesn't most... really make sense to me. <laughs> The fourth most played game is Fortnite. The fifth most played game is Among Us. Uh, That's kind of <laughs> impressive, actually. The sixth most played game is Animal Crossing. For those keeping track at home, that's the first game made this decade <laughs> that is in this list. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone from 2020 is next. Madden NFL 22 from 2021. We're almost at 2022. Call of Duty Vanguard, which apparently my dad's been playing a lot, so he's helping boost up those numbers. Patting the stats. 2021. And then NBA 2K 2022. <laughs> Not a single one of those games was released this year. <laughs> so, and I mean, of all of those, the bottom five all came out in the 2020s. The top five all came out in the 2010s, except for Minecraft, which came out in 2009. So... I don't know what people are playing, man, but it's it's uh, you know they, they were they were comparing it to um, Elden Ring because Elden Ring seemed like it came out kind of nowhere. Yeah. It sold like 13 million copies. They're like, yeah, sure, Elden Ring did fine. Um, it, it ranked 20th, um, but Skyrim was ahead of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know. Rocket League was ahead of it. World of Warcraft was ahead of it. Um, Moral of the story is, is a lot of people are playing big online games um, with friends. So, well, I met. So, I was talking to someone recently, and they're like, "Yeah, I played The Sims." I was like, "I didn't know people still played that." Oh at yeah, all. like my my son Carter plays it all the time. Yeah, I um, it, there's. I think the interesting thing is, is like people like do interesting role play stuff in it now too. Like I used to watch a streamer who would um build tiny houses in the sims like like the yeah and that's that's what they they'd build is trying to build like the the coolest tiny house they could build so i can see uh like a it'd be kind of funny to do like a sitcom role play oh absolutely absolutely um goofy i a lot of people it, it gets streamed a ton um but like Colby was saying too like i mean sure it's a game that's eight years old but yeah. uh there's a million different packs for it. There's all sorts of holiday yeah. packs. There's all sorts of 
all just all sorts of stuff, yeah. honestly. So I I don't I do not understand, but at the same time, like I I don't get it at all. I am very <laughs> much of the, the opinion that the right way to play the Sims is see how long your sim can survive in a swimming pool with no right. Water. Or a a very flammable kitchen with no doors. Um, I guess that's part of like, I feel like I had my time with The Sims, and I I think I did it. Like I experimented with all that goofy shenanigans. So it's right. like to me at this point, like I don't think that that game has anything to offer me. But apparently, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. I, the thing that I think is really funny about it is that I I don't believe that that game is multiplayer still. Um, like that to me seems like the the very obvious. Edition. Right. Um, so I could see it be way more interesting if you had like a city block where all yeah. your friends could build their houses on. Like I could right? see something like that being substantially more interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I there's there's multiplayer mods for it, but there's no official support. Um, so, I mean, cause it had its own MMO for a while, um, but you know, since then I don't think that there's been co-op, but. Like I said, man, people love it. I don't. I don't understand this. See, but. I want a. I want an MMO Simpsons skinned <laughs> Sims. It'd be the Simpsons. That would be um, amazing. I think that's the right way to play the game. I do not disagree. All right, uh, let's do some questions. Uh, we do, we do not have a lot this week. That is my fault because I kind of forgot about the holiday, so I didn't ask for them very. I don't early. blame anyone. I forgot it was Tuesday. So. <laughs> Dylan and I were talking earlier. He's like, "Oh, is it Tuesday?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Are we podcasting?" I'm like, "Yeah." Uh, first question: uh, Rich Deacon wants to know. Uh, I, he must know that I was playing Lego Star Wars. I don't think I told him that I was. So I don't know. Maybe we're com- like oh, communicating telepathically. Knows. He says, what game do you think would be cool as a Lego version? Mine would be Zelda. Uh, I could I could get into a... Uh, Zelda would be a cool-looking Lego game. Right? Like um, if they just... Yeah, if they... Instead of that chibi uh, remaster, if they just Legoed it. All Legos. Be cool. I, uh, I actually think I would really enjoy... Um, like some cool... Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say two. Um, and the funny thing is, neither of these are games or game genres that I particularly enjoy. So, we'll 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 take that apart, I guess, after. But uh, Shadow of the Colossus with giant Lego <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. characters would be pretty dope. Me chasing after my little dorky like you know horse. Um, but I also think like the like the Bloodborne games or the the Dark Souls games would be pretty dope as. Uh, as as Lego games where you're playing these like big like dark weird monsters as as Lego versions, but also like I like the idea that Lego versions like you just break apart and you form back together and then I can go fight that monster again. I don't need to like it's it it intrinsically makes the game easier. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't I don't know like a specific like IP, but I want like a um like a third person shooter like an army game <laughs> where like you know you throw a grenade and it blows up all the blocks yeah, and yeah. the people so is is that just uh oh shoot what was that game that dad used to play that was all voxley oh uh delta delta force, force. <laughs> yeah yeah delta force but more lego <laughs> like well and I, no one ever played it but the oh what were those called the tiny tiny ops or something yeah 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 um, like something you know, because it's just like kind of overhead. It's more of a like not a third uh, person, but like more of an overhead kind yeah. of thing. 
Um, and uh, I, I would want something like that because I think that could be yeah. kind of fun. I would, I would not dislike like playing a, like a real RPG, like like a Skyrim esque RPG Skyrim. In, in Lego. Um, you know, I will, I will agree though. So, like I said, I was playing Star Wars, Lego Star Wars over the weekend, and and my wife pointed out that the the games have gotten a lot more realistic looking over time. Like they used to be very Lego-y um, and now they're a lot of it feels like Legos like mixed with like a very photorealistic um, kind of layover. So like it's like you've got this very real looking place you're in with just kind of weird Lego stuff on top of it. And uh, I think I would if I was gonna play I'm gonna play Skyrim. I want everything to be made out of Legos. I want it to be like like Lego the movie, where everything is made out of Legos. So, oh, how about Minecraft? But made out of Legos. I, <laughs> I would I, love. I would love that. I think. I'm kind of surprised that no one's like modded that because it seemed like yeah. it would be a pretty good fit. So know, is that what Lego Worlds was kind of supposed to be, or what is that? Kind what it was of, called? but man, Lego Worlds was really so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. I, like um, I've tried that game a couple of times, and it just sucks. I mean, this, to me, this brings to my attention more the fact that I think there hasn't been another Lego Racers game. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because naturally, the idea of building a little cart to have, like, you could have your own cart in a cart racing game that's just built from Legos, like, choose choose the wheels. Because, I mean, uh, the newer Mario Kart games are cool because you can you can yeah. customize your car with just a couple different um, ideas. But um, there's such variety in Legos between, like, wagon wheels or um, – and just that, that aesthetic is kind of fun. And I think uh, every kid with Legos loved building little cars or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that to me, like that's my fondest memories, like just seeing how many different little cars I could build out of Legos um, with man. just a little chassis and sticking some wheels on it. And, um, and I, I think it's just such a natural fit for, for a game. I also yeah. loved Lego chess. I thought it was hilarious. I, I'm, I'm um, familiar with Lego chess. It's just, it's just, Lego skin chess, but it had these ridiculous cutscenes. Um, so if your whatever piece captured the other piece would have a specific cutscene that would, um, I guess, animate those pieces kind of taking the other. And they, it had like a, like the kind of the uh, imperial navy those style pieces. Yeah. It, might have, it might even had the western. Um, Kind of like the Cowboys too. I don't remember. It's it's been a long time, but that kind of pops in my mind. I played a lot of Lego chess. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of a, a goofy uh, skin to put on a chess game. But no, it I love fun. it. I think that's great. I, I feel like I saw something else recently that had a Lego skin on it that was interesting. Um, and as a small aside, but Lego related, IKEA has their own official Lego sets. Really? Um, yeah, it's. It's weird. I had to buy one when I was at Ikea. Um, That's awesome. They have these little, like, they're like white boxes, which is weird because this has never been a Lego piece before. Um, but it's almost like, I guess it, I, it, maybe it's supposed to be like one of the, uh, like a little Ikea showroom. Um, and then they have a box of like 200 or so pieces that just has random doodads that you can. I don't know, make a little 
kitchen inside this little square. I haven't opened it yet. Um, but these boxes, you can also stack them up. It's hard to kind of explain because it's not really something that Lego's done before. Yeah. Um, but it's, I saw it on the shelf. I was like, oh, th- it's not like a knockoff like Lego. It's it's a legitimate collaboration between Ikea and Lego. Um, it's kind of strange. Um, so if there's an Ikea next to you and you like Lego, maybe, maybe check this out and... Um, we can have a build off and see <laughs> who's That's Ikea amazing. Lego um, is the best. I love that so much. There is, yeah. there is a, a Ikea near to me and now I have to go because that yeah. sounds fantastic. I love that. I, I have one five minutes away from me. So I'm, I know I'm spoiled. <laughs> <It's> very close. <laughs> um, I can have all the Swedish meatballs I want. I so. very, very much miss having a Ikea that close <laughs> and a Costco that close <laughs> right? <laughs> because I do not have either of those things now. Right. So. Ah, uh, well, I mean, it's not far away, but it used to be same for me. It was like 10 right, minutes, like, and now it's a half Right hour, down the street, so, yeah. Meh. C'est la vie. Uh, Rich's second question is, what is your favorite thing to put honey on? A warm biscuit? Yeah, it's a good choice. I was going to say homemade bread. Yeah. Butter and honey. It's That's kind of pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I do like honey butter on cornbread a lot, too. So Yeah. Warm cornbread, fresh cornbread. Yeah. I like peanut butter and honey sandwich too. Oh yeah. But I feel like having a warm biscuit or cornbread. Yeah. Or even a piece of toast with honey on it is pretty solid. Brooke says that it's the best dip for chicken nuggets. She's not incorrect. Mm. Not incorrect. Um, Pizza crust. Say more. Why? Why? why Have you ever been to a restaurant that's like served honey with their pizza? No. Yeah. That's dope. I love that idea. Yeah. I guess you could drizzle it on it, but yeah. it's also great to yeah, just eat with the crust. Love that. Um, I saw it somewhere once, and I can't even remember where I was when I had it. It was, it was great. Great. I love that, man. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That'll change your life right there. I love it. How Order about yourself? Some pizza. Babies. No follow-up <laughs> questions. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> thank you colby <laughs> do you uh, there's no follow-up questions all right it's fine also a lot of times pizza will have like hot honey on it mm-hmm. yeah spicy that sounds good i want some honey now uh joe close coleslaw joe coleslaw has uh, a very a, a very it's not a super long question but it's 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 weighty uh, he says, last minute question with Jeff Healy taking over what uh, is E3. It seems it's not Jeff Healy, though, is it? It's Jeff. Is that right? Is he? I think so. Maybe, maybe it is right. Maybe I'm just crazy. Uh, taking over what E th- what is E3. It seems if we have. Oh, no, it's it, sorry. This is voice to death. It is Jeff Keeley. Uh, we just have Keeley's Game Awards for summer, his uh, opening light live, opening opening night live during the fall, and uh, the Game Awards during the winter. Um, are we? Do you think we're getting to the point where uh, he is becoming associated with video games, uh, kind of like a Dick Clark vibe, where you know he is becoming the guy who gives out the awards. He's the guy that does the summer and fall showcases. Um, is he just going to be continued to be associated with with video games? Um, 
Do, do you guys get that impression or because you don't like and you guys are probably the right people to ask because you don't really watch those shows like do you do you feel his influence on video games do you feel that uh i know who jeff Keeley is and that's where it yeah ends. so so you you've never i mean if you showed me a picture of three people the only way i would be able to pick out jeff Keeley is just by happenstance. <laughs> I thought his name was Jeff Healy. Yeah. You just said, is that right? And I said, I think Jeff so. Jeff Healy. So. And he's younger than I am, too. Um, yeah, I don't know if I know who this old. guy is. So yeah. <laughs> he is probably most famous for starting the Video Game Awards. Um, he started them on Spike a number of years ago, and uh, uh, they've been running for about eight years now. Mm-hmm. Um and that was kind of his big claim to fame is that he was always like he's not only the MC but was the creator of of that. Um, but then he started doing the summer game showcase. I think. Oh wait, his name's Golf. Yeah, it's it's those Jeffs that okay. spell their name Golf. wrong. Um, the funny thing is, if you just like go to. Uh, like image search like a bunch of there's a bunch of pictures with his name spelt wrong yeah on the internet i'm not shocked um but then he started doing the summer game showcase i think kind of when e3 decided to kind of call it quits because of covid um and i i'm actually was not aware of the fall one that that uh joe mentioned um his his wikipedia picture looks like hunter biden (laughs) He's kind of a goofy looking dude, to be yeah. honest. Um, but, you know, like overall, I think has been, I really enjoy the Game Awards. Um, there are definitely, there are definitely things that could be said about the Game Awards um, in a negative and positive way. But I think that's true about all award shows. Um, I think the thing I like most about Jeff Keighley is that he is, just like a booster of video games. Um, he's kind of like Major Nelson. Um, he's, you know, where his entire shtick is just like, I love video games and I want more people to love them and have access to them. So, like, I, you know, nothing against the dude at all. I think he does a pretty good job doing what he's doing. So, um, but I think you are probably correct in saying that maybe he hasn't quite reached that public point where you guys know who he is. Um, I mean, maybe the problem is is that no one can spell his name. Yeah, like literally, like every I don't know thing has like either Keeley spelled wrong or it's Jeff with a J when or it like something. I was trying to find like because uh, uh, he's also one of those people that in a bunch of pictures looks completely well, different. and he, and he's like just the most generic looking dude in the entire world yeah. too. So and, and so. So, like, I'm, like, Jeff, and then I put in the Keeley as it's spelled, like, in, like, a, I don't know, video game website. Yeah. And I'm, like, well, that's not right. Yeah. And so. Well, if you, if you want to check out his stuff, uh, there's a two-hour live Summer Game Fest showcase June 9th at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time. So, right in the middle of my work day. I, can I just, like, I'm going to have to schedule a meeting for June 9th at, at 2 p.m. Eastern. Like, it seems like a, a good thing to do. Uh, but yeah, no, just, I, I, like I said, I like what he does. Um, I think he's a little bit goofy, but at the end of the day, like he really just wants people to, to play video games and I can't fault that. So, uh, let's see, uh, Joe was using text to speak to, or text to speech to type that while he was driving. So, you know, like only so much you can do, uh, text to speech never got his name correct either. Um, it it thinks his name is J E F F. Um, 
I also think his last name was Keeley. True, so. except one time where it got Keeley but spelled wrong. So, all good. Uh, let's see. Prime fan says, "What are your thoughts on the Dark Soul series?" Like he must not be a longtime listener. Like he's been hanging out on Discord, <laughs> but apparently he's never. We yep. all love it. Yeah. I actually don't know because uh, I haven't played it specifically. Um, Souls heads. <laughs> Souls heads. Yeah. But. I have tried one, two, and three, and I do not like them at all. Um, but man. I think the thing, like the thing that sucks about Souls games, is that every time I'm like, but maybe this will be the one that I do yeah. like. I like watch people play uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm like, oh, that game looks pretty cool. Maybe I'd like that right. one. And then I watch people play Elden Ring, and I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. that's one. But then, man, I saw the other day that like the average time to beat Elden Ring is 125 hours. I'm like, nah, no, no. Maybe when yeah. it like comes free to some platform, yeah. five years from now, I'll try that one. <laughs> so yeah, I don't really have an opinion of Dark Souls specifically yet. What, what uh, I, my buddy, re- a pretty awful. Um, <laughs> I have a one buddy who really loves Dark Souls though, and he's like, "Oh, come on, I'll I'll play it with you. Like, we'll sit down on the couch, we'll play Dark Souls. I'll buy it for you." So we did. We bought it and got it downloaded, but we haven't had a chance to actually play it yet. Because yeah, um, he 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 explained it to me in a certain way, and I was like, I understand what you're saying, and I will try it. Yeah. Um, which was an interesting. I can't really remember what his pitch was to me at this point because this was probably six months or so ago <laughs> at this point. Um, but I was like, actually, that's actually a compelling argument for why you like this game and i didn't think about it that way before i'll try the game um that being said i have played bloodborne and i can tell you exactly why i hate it um so uh, and i don't know how like obviously this is like there's kind of a genre of of game that these all kind of are similar but i don't know how similar they are so i don't know how similar bloodborne is to dark souls to Elden Ring, like, what are the similarities? What are the differences? I don't know. Elden Ring looks like something I probably would likely enjoy if it doesn't have some of the same problems that I had with Bloodborne. Because Bloodborne, it wasn't, it was, it was really about how they place checkpoints. Yeah. And I just didn't really like the controls that much because I felt like I was dodging and then I would just get hit. And I was like, well, am I not? How am I not dodging right? Is yeah. it the camera angle? Am I am I getting hit? Um, that's why I'm kind of of the opinion. Like when I play a game, I want to. If I hit the dodge button, I want there. It just I should be invincible for half a second. Like I don't I don't care if I don't dodge out of the way. I don't want to be nitpicking about dodging at the right angle or whatever. Yeah. Just make me invulnerable for half a second when I dodge. Um, I don't care if the club looks like it hits me. Because it's just going to feel much better that, oh, I see the weapons coming. I'm dodging. I don't want to worry about 45 degree angles uh, to to get my hitbox out of the way yeah. or whatever. Because that's just, it feels bad. And then mixed with them checkpointing me back before 11 schmuck enemies that I have to go club over the head and then, and then fight this big elite guy who just one shots me and then I go back and then I... And then I get I go club these eleven dudes, and then I get clubbed, and then I go back and I club eleven dudes, and then I get clubbed, and it just it kept happening like that. Right. And specifically in Bloodborne, they write it into the story that like 
when you die, you go and do it again. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's even worse because yeah. you're just like m- making a bad excuse for me to replay right. this a bunch. And, yeah. um, it just didn't, it did not work with me, even though the aesthetic of the game is pretty cool. Yeah. It looks cool. I was interested, but man, I did not get very far before I was like, I am out. Yep. Same. And I'm not the kind of person that's like, I'm super bad at games and I don't mind a challenge. Like I don't really mind if a game is, is super challenging or not. That's not really going to stop me from yeah trying to play it. It was, it was all the other things versus like it just being hard or difficult. Like yep. that was not really what it was about. Yeah. Um, and maybe I would have got halfway through the game and like, yeah, not really my cup of tea. It's, a little yeah. more challenge than I want. I don't know. I don't. I didn't even get that far. So. I, I just. I don't have any interest in playing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Right. Like that's just not. Especially when it wasn't. It wasn't me needing to get good. I mean, it might have been, but that was the wrong kind of getting good. Yeah. Um. Because it didn't feel. I didn't feel like there was an obvious way to do the situation better. Um. Because it wasn't like a puzzle thing. It was just like me needing to dodge out of the way of this enemy. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's, that's, it's, that's not a complicated thing. Um, why is this so hard for me? Yeah. it's It, it just doesn't interest me. Yeah. Um, so, it's, it really just doesn't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's fine if it's your if it's your thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, I'm a, glad someone likes it. Right? Like, that's yeah. cool. Good for them. There's um, a, Some people like being punished. That's fine. I there's don't. a four-player multiplayer mod for Elden Ring. And I think that would be mm-hmm. a hell of a good time. Because um, yeah. I think with four people, like it reduces the challenge a lot. You know, there's there's interesting. Everything's more fun with friends, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I do want to try Elden Ring though. To be fair, yeah. just because it, it looks like it was one of those games, kind of like a Breath of the Wild, that was like this is unanimously everyone that plays is like this is a pretty cool game. Even yeah. though I didn't really like Breath of the Wild, but I don't know. It's just it sounds like it's something that's worth a try. Absolutely. Um, that being said, 120 hours is like I still need to finish The Witcher, which is <sighs> probably just never going to happen. So right. that's a um, long, long. Maybe I'll get to long. it in about six years. We'll see. Yeah, not not my thing. So. Uh, all right, cheap free games. We've got a bunch of them because we are at the end of the month. Uh, as we said earlier, Epic Games this month is a mystery or this week. JFK Reloaded. What? JFK Reloaded. It's not JFK Reloaded. Um, it is a mystery game. Woo! This week it is. Uh, it was Bioshock Complete. I don't know. All three of the Bioshock games. So I guess if you don't have it, you should have grabbed it. Sorry. Uh, game Pass this month, uh, this week, this week, really, like these, these do not extend past June 7th. So uh, Fort Honor Marching Fire Edition. Um, I don't know what makes that different than For Honor. But like I said last time, man, if you don't have For Honor for free yet, like you've not been trying, comes out June 1st, Cloud Console on PC. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection comes to console on PC June 2nd. Uh, it is apparently... Three games from the Ninja Gaiden series, all the previously released game mode and DLC costumes for each title. So it's just a bunch of Ninja Gaiden if that's your jam. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origin comes Cloud Con- Assassin's Creed Origin comes to Cloud Console on PC June 7th. Uh, this is the one set in Egypt. It's not the current one. It's not the one before that. It's the one before that, I believe. I believe um, I believe you're correct. Yeah. Um it's actually the last Assassin's Creed game I played. Um, I played about 13 hours, and then they're like, oh, this game's actually about 45 hours. I said, that's too long. 
Um, I'm done. Yeah. It does have really good accessibility controls, though. You can, like, really dial down exactly how you want to play that game. And it is also the version of the game, I believe, that has the, like, educational version where there's no combat if you just want to go learn about Egypt. So... Good stuff there. Uh, Chorus comes to Cloud Console on PC June 7th. Colby bought it yesterday? Uh, like about a couple of like two Yeah, so Colby, Colby bought this game two weeks ago. Uh, it's a like space shooter, it looks like. Uh, yeah. But not like, I don't think it's like a sim exactly. Like it looked, it's like no, third no, person. No. So you're just like yeah. flying around shooting stuff. It looks really fun actually. Um, I'm excited to try that. Uh, disc Room is coming to Cloud Console on PC June 7th. The year is 2089, and a giant disc has appeared in the orbit of Jupiter. How would we... Is that, is that a problem? Uh, step into the oversized space shoot of a brave scientist and explore this sprawling intergalactic slaughterhouse. That does not sound good at all. It sounds real bad. Um, don't be afraid to die a little. Your next run is just a button press away. How do you die a little? Is that like Princess Bride? Like he's only mostly dead? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then Space Lines from the Far Out is coming to console and PC on June 7th. Um, it's a roguelike-like co-op management game about airlines in space. Um, it looked like it's got a, a real, like, uh, you know, four-player game you play with your friends that you hate each other because of. So looks all, looks all right. Uh, Xbox Gold this month. Avon Colony is available June 1st to the 30th. Project High Rise Architect Edition is available June 16th to July 15th. Um, but I'm not excited about either of those. I've never heard of them. But you can get Super Meat Boy, uh, the first through the 15th. That game is real fun. Um, and Rascals is available the 16th to the 30th. That game is also a ton of fun. That was I actually owned that on the 360. It's a very good game. Uh, PlayStation Plus this month, you're going to be able to get God of War from 2018. I don't know why it specified that because I guess there is a like 20, what, 2005 God of War? Yeah, yeah. so this is this is the new one with boy, all that stuff. Um, depending on who you ask, it might be the greatest game ever. Um, all one shot, all one shot. Uh, Naruto to Burudo Shinobi Striker. I do not know what that is. What a name. I, is that Naruto to Burudo? Is that a good name? I can't decide. <laughs> uh, and Nickelodeon All Star Brawl are your PlayStation Plus games this month. Uh, Prime Gaming. Uh, so remember, Prime Gaming is free games. If you are an Amazon Prime member, you just need to link it to your Twitch account. Uh, and you can get Far Cry 4, which. Uh, is real good. Um, I got about halfway through it and could not beat the uh, mission, so I had to stop. But besides that, it was great. Um, I guess I could play it over again and like cheat now because um, I could play it on the PC. Uh, Escape from Monkey Island, Astrologaster. I, I don't know what that is. Uh, Across the Groovers, Calico, which is a game I've been wanting to check out, and WRC8 FIA World Championship, which I believe is a racing game. Uh, and as we said earlier, uh, Nintendo Online added Pinball uh, and Congo's Caper and Rival Turf. Like, I guess we're supposed to say that it's got an exclamation point in it. So I don't know if that's Rival Turf or Rival Turf. Uh, either way, we're supposed to be excited about that game, I guess. So I see Nintendo's putting out the hits. I guess. I think the funny thing is, is like, I'm not saying I have like a a catalog of you know, NES games in my head or Super Nintendo games in my head. But, like, they keep releasing games I have n literally never heard of. Um, 
I don't know. Rival Turf is apparently a a beat 'em up. It was it was released in Japan as Rushing Beat. Uh, Jack Flack's girlfriend Heather has been kidnapped by Big Al and his gang, the Street Kings. He enlists the help of his friend, police officer Oswald Uzi Nelson, to rescue his girlfriend and rid the city from the reign of terror. Do you need to recruit a cop friend to help you get your girlfriend back, or can you just call the cops? Can you just say <laughs> Big Al has kidnapped my girlfriend, and like they would just send in the SWAT team? Uh, no, no, they because that's a federal crime. They would they get the well, FBI. The FBI. Well, I guess if you've got a, a good friend, Uzi Nelson, they can just help you. Whatever. Uh, Uzi Nelson plays by his own rules. <laughs> Does he get killed like at the end of the game right before he's supposed to retire? Probably. Probably. All right. I think that is us for this week. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us, doing some Bite Me related stuff. You can find out more about us at BiteMePodcast.com on social media at BiteMePodcast. No, that's not right. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, slash BiteMe. My brain fell asleep over the long weekend, folks. I'm sorry. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, slash, dot com, slash BiteMePodcast. Uh, Discord is at uh, BiteMePodcast.com, slash Discord. Extra Life is at BiteMePodcast.com, slash Extra Life. You can... Support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. I don't know. Dylan, just make it stop. Bite me.